14 podcast and we are home we are back in canadian soil uh what a weekend if you could tell from my voice and obviously avery's voice we'll try to keep the energy up we're a little banged up all right hand up we're a little banged up uh jr what's up brother how we doing how's uh how's la treating you that's good i was actually in new york last week but um wow but uh what were you there's doing a, there? there's a hurricane here in la well they that's what they're saying it's hurricane hillary wow um, are you gonna be good yeah we're i mean like they always Hashtag pray for JR. They, yeah pray for me i was actually on my couch today and i felt like a rumble and i was like holy fuck like am i and then i got an alert saying there was a hurricane wouldn't that be so, an earthquake no, they, oh, i mean an earthquake yeah so there was a there was a hurricane and then there was a small earthquake but yeah i'm fine here. earthquakes are kind of cool um, yeah dude it was actually sick fu- what did you just say like being in them not being injured no one dying they're kind of cool it's kind of like from a avery, nature- so, hey, wait, wait, avery are you pro you're pro earthquake i've been, i've felt seven or eight earthquakes in my two years in kansas like that's, they're kind of like that's that, just that that's crazy it's funny we, though how the alert just says like go hide like like it it, it already happened yeah, you know, like I'm not already... gonna let this slide. A- Avery is just so it's, all it's... of a sudden now a, a earthquake fucking veteran. No, because eight hurricane so... eight eight earthquakes. In, in I mean, Kansas, it's like a roller coaster. It was... It's like one of those wooden roller coaster rides, right? It, it was the man made drilling that caused the. They weren't like natural ones, so we we weren't allowed to have shelves over our beds in our dorms because of all the earthquakes. Because because okay. if, if something fell on you and you died during an earthquake, that they didn't want that, so we weren't allowed shelves. Maybe eight, maybe is too much, but five, hundred percent, five. Imagine the numbers if one of us died on this podcast. It'd be crazy. <laughs> it an earthquake. It was. <laughs> I think I woke up from three of them, and I don't know. Okay, so Avery's a pro earthquake, and now he's just he's fucking like the movie Twister, but for earthquakes. <laughs> yeah. He tracks. He tracks earthquakes. That's what Avery said. No, they were just so. they would just wake you up, and you're like, "What was that?" What my a roommate, shocking development. What roommate, a shocking. My roommate would look over. He's like, oh, that's just an earthquake. And he would just turn over and go back to bed again. How you feeling, Ave? How you feeling? I listen, um, you said on the podcast, I, I can't be more banged up. Yeah, I'm sick. So, like, I can't breathe no. right now. Oh. And we got no sleep. We Any food we ate, I threw up at some point. Um, Johnny also did that. Awesome. We can, can you guys can you break down the meals? I'm actually yeah, we can, but very I, so curious I got I got make. home. Sad day for the Shedney family. We're putting down our dog tomorrow. Oh, so yeah. I get home in the door. I'm like, oh, it was a good trip. Prayers. Really, really happy to be home. My mom's just like crying at home. So oh, no. yeah, tough one. Rest in peace to Jag as of rest in peace, mm-hmm. Jag, man. As of Listen, tomorrow. Hey, we're all with you. Gate 14. God, Nation we're with good. You. That was, that was a sad Twitter post. I yeah, know oh. we're, we're it's the worst part about owning pets, but they fucking yeah. rock, man. They do, man. Hug, well, your, hug, hug your pets extra today. Uh, yeah, for Jag, that, but um, Cincinnati, I fucking love that city. I <laughs> love <laughs> Cincinnati. I have been there. <laughs> we went with the owner's box for work. And I was talking to, I think on the pod here, I kind of talked about it too. I was like, I love this one bar. And I was kind of hyped. <laughs> Is there about, only one bar in Cincy? No, 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 no. Okay. No. It's kind of what we have to talk. We have a lot of stuff to talk about from the trip. <laughs> um, but so they do this stretch. Um, Paycor, where the Bengals play, and mm-hmm. Great American Ballpark are 
maybe a kilometer away from each other, but combined by one street. And it is lined with bars in between them. And you can buy beers in this little area. It's like turf area in the middle. Every bar there has like an outdoor area where you can just buy beers and walk around. We didn't do that, but it's just, we need to invest in that from the ACC to the Rogers center and just line it with bars and let everyone drink everywhere a little further. But the tin roof in Cincinnati, Ohio is top two of my favorite bars I've ever been to. Not because it's good. I don't know why I like it. I just get really, really drunk every time I go there. It's just, it doesn't have to be the greatest bar. Because it's, it's not. vibe, everything in there. It kind of is, though. Avery, I'm not going to listen. No free ads, but the way you talked about Tin Roof uh, on this podcast, and to me, Alto and Curtis, the last, what, two weeks? Because I was kind of getting nervous that I hyped <laughs> it up too too much that's, as guys as guys who go out in the city all the time that's a nightmare like, fuel this is you. not city drinking this is not toronto drinking midwest mm-hmm. the midwest difference man. it's like a good bar you know that's what i you would, you would this lo- place. It's, it gives me colson vibes in sudbury not the strip club part obviously but like where <laughs> the right there's side. the d, d floor mm-hmm. live band very similar and just a lot bigger so let's go. Obviously, we got a lot to talk about. All right, let's go into the weekend here. I, we can talk about the tin roof till we're blue in the face, and obviously, we will with the upcoming stories here. But Thursday night, if Alto is a, is a staple of this podcast, a legend of this podcast, it's crazy because this weekend, and honestly, a couple times when we went to Jay's games with them, like people recognize me and Avery and asked us for pictures. But now Alto is getting recognized by listeners and getting asked to be in pictures. So if his ego couldn't get any bigger, that it just this is what's going to do it. But he's Thursday, like the party guy. He's like known as like the party guy. Yeah, for he's, he's just he's, he's the he's the he's the little puppet. Well, he might Dance he might he should that. be the event planner. Like that should be in his title. No, Jer, he would. He's a good event planner for sure. <laughs> I promise you that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so we so Thursday night, Alto texts me. He says, "Johnny, why aren't you at Chris Stapleton with us?" And I said, "I can't. I got to be responsible." I thought mm-hmm. I was going to drive. Friday uh, to Cincinnati. Curtis said, we're not taking your Elantra. We're taking my truck. So anyways, I go to Chris Stapleton on Thursday night. I go to Chris Stapleton. He starts early, all that type of stuff. We go out after. We get back to Altos at like 3 a.m., okay? So I'm already past the fuck out. I'm like trying to play the dad role. Like, I'm like, listen, we have to wake up early. We have to meet Mm -hmm. Avery at 9 a.m. at the Milton Carpool, yada, 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 okay? Mm -hmm. It is 4 fucking a.m. And we are all asleep. And our guys, Randa and fucking Adam, bring these three girls downstairs, and they are just loud as shit. And I am just pretty much half naked on the couch sleeping. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I have to be up in three hours. So anyways, I was addicted. If they're listening, I apologize. I was kind of mean, kind of an asshole to these girls. Anyways, they do that. Uh, and then we wake up. That's just a small part of the story. We wake up at 7. And I'm I'm literally texting Avery. I was like, man, you better get ready to just drive this entire eight hours. Me, Curtis, and Alto were fucked up. And we wake up, kind of sober, sober, whatever. I'm pushing Curtis and Alto to wake the fuck up and get ready. Alto didn't even pack. He didn't even pack before this evening. So he just gets his stuff, goes in the car, and we drive to Avery's. And Curtis played hero ball and drove to Cincinnati, which is fucking crazy in its own right. But no, he drove anyway. to... He drove a little bit of the way. Yeah, he drove a decent, decent. Run, probably four hours. 
Yeah, I think that's probably right. Yeah, probably. So four he hours. didn't. So he drove half. He drove half, which is like mm-hmm. a, a lot for a guy that slept three hours yeah. the night before. Um, but anyway, so we're having. I will say this, Avery. The vibes for the ride up to that, uh, this trip. Could not have been better. I don't think we could have picked a better group of lads to go to this trip with. Like, it was just the most dynamic, great vibes, positive vibes crew of all time. We got We're, the, uh, as soon as we crossed the border, gas station, pack of Marlboro Reds immediately wow. and just smoking them in the truck. Was everyone hacking darts? Oh, I, listen, I'm not a darts guy, but I, this weekend I've had, a, I definitely had a couple. Uh, I was in the truck. We're blasting EDM two and a half hours out. Alto's like, you're not going to be able to maintain this for the next two and a half hours. I was like, yes, we are. So we're just getting mangled in the car while Avery's being responsible driving. We're boozing, ripping darts, blasting house music in the car, just having the greatest time ever. We get to the hotel, and I will say this. You'll see it in the vlog. The Gate 14 boys are 0-2 in picking just decent hotels. This hotel it was a psych ward. It was in the hood. There was a white castle across the street with a sketchy gas station, which is people camped out of it, cat calling me the entire time I went to go get a water after a night after. It, we're, this hotel was fucked. And we're staying there and we're like, what are we doing? I thought it was a quality. I thought quality ends were good. Terrible hotel. Doesn't We don't let it affect the vibes. We start getting after it, after it on the Friday. Can you talk right? about the drink that you bought at the gas station too. so the drink that i bought at the gas station i got peer pressured by alto just johnny like i found out these curtis and alto can make johnny do anything <laughs> he it's not even like bad peer pressure it's just <laughs> random peer pressure it's um, just like do this and he just does it yeah yeah like it's not even bad it's like okay buy these shitty drinks and johnny's like okay fine i'll do it we woke up wasted one morning curtis <laughs> is like johnny drink a beer right now you won't and johnny's like okay i'll do it and he's just so it comes to peer pressure so quickly from those two. I'm addicted to the thrill. <laughs> yeah, addicted- are. These are the drinks we bought. Monster Unleash the Beast Hard <laughs> Seltzer. These are the most disgusting, disgusting fucking drinks on the planet, JR. On the planet. The most disgusting drinks ever. But anyway. Dude, they sound terrible. Oh, dude, it was so bad. But you could you could <laughs> openly booze with those probably because they're just they look monst- like energy drinks. Exactly. Yeah. I thought you guys were like, you guys sound like a four loco crew if they still existed. I don't even think they still. <laughs> they do exist, exist in the U.S. Though. Well, we drank but- every single alcohol ever made on the weekend. So yeah, we'll, 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 I'll, I'll rush the story up a little bit. So anyways, we start getting after we go to the game, get pretty mangled at the game. I was, uh, yeah, I was fucked up at the game. So was Alto and Curtis. And we go to Tin Roof after. And this mm-hmm. is when the stories start storying. I'm some of the stories I can't tell on this podcast because they're inappropriate and <laughs> they, they are, are inappropriate. Very inappropriate. So How inappropriate? Like, can we do code words or something? No, like that? I can't. No. I won't be I won't be saying them. But so, anyways, we're at the tin roof and we are getting mangled. Absolutely mangled. We get there, by the way, because the game was short as shit. It was a one-nothing baseball game. Mm-hmm. So Fuck. we get there really early. And these guys point to me and they're like, oh, like they recognize me. And they're like, we're mm-hmm. Swanee's boys. Like, we know, you know, Swanee, because we know the <laughs> podcast. I stuff. Swanee's going to come here later. OK, whatever. Oh, fine. no way. So, But Swanee didn't like get off or anything like that. He just he was there mm-hmm. for like an hour. But 
I so, wouldn't even say he was there for an hour. So, yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't even there for an hour, probably. He just went to say hi to his buddies. But <laughs> Swanee came there, and he went out of his way to go say what's up to me and Avery. And I, mm-hmm. me and Avery and Alto had a conversation with Swanee for, like, whatever. The, probably the entire mm-hmm. amount of time he was there. His boys are oh, the greatest my. dudes on the planet. <laughs> the greatest dudes on the planet. Like, they were just having a great time. They were offering Alto seasons tickets to the Bengals, like, games. <laughs> like, game free tickets to the Bengals games. This Is, is Swanee the- from Cincy? No, he's from around there, but his buddy, he's not. He's from kind of far. No, he from, went to high school there. He high he's school from there. North oh, okay. Dakota. But anyways, this is the funniest story of the night. <laughs> Me, Avery, and Alto and Curtis are at the front, right where the door is. And I look across at this line, and I see a certain bald-headed someone that I was with the, the, the week prior. If it isn't the man approaching me, Guillermo Martinez is at this bar again. And comes up to me and Alto out of his way, comes up to us and daps us up, shakes our hand, is like, what's up, boys? I'm here with my wife and all my, like, the baseball academy I coaches, coaches, or anything like that. Guillermo comes up to us. We're having the time. It What a time we were having. I don't know if Guillermo even really got that banged up, but uh, I did buy. I did buy him drink. Dude, yeah. Jer- Go I was, so were you met, did he did he did you message him because now that you guys are friends did you message him before did you just show up and you're like he, no he just showed up and i he's I'm an alcoholic he just recognized that we he he, he recognized me and alto because he obviously knew us and dapped us off and was like what's up boys how we doing <laughs> he's like i remember I so i remember you too crazy he was drinking uh tequila sodas so i went i went and got him one and we chopped up a little bit don't remember what i said but it wasn't bad enough it, obviously, it was fine. I didn't say anything bad because he came and said hi to us the next day. But I, the smile on my face when I saw him just walk into the bar was so awesome. And man. it's just this is what I'm talking about about Alto being locked into the Gate 14 world now is like he recognized Alto. <laughs> yeah. He's like, if you if, if I would have told Alto a month ago he'd be hanging out with Swanee and fucking Guillermo Martinez, he would have said, "What are you talking about, dude?" But yeah, so. Obviously, he recognizes him. We're having a good time chatting up with Swanee. And our friend Curtis put on an absolute clinic this week, okay? Uh, Curtis shows up to the bar when we show up. He is absolutely mangled. Mangled, okay? Night two, and Curtis, was way worse than night one, Curtis. Cur- yeah, night two, Curtis, this is a story we'll, we'll break down for night two. So, Curtis and Avery, so me and Alto, we... We had to partake in extracurriculars, if you know what I mean. We had to go somewhere else for taking extracurriculars. Uh, it, I'll, I'll let your imagination run away with that. And Avery and Curtis are just two peas in a pod the entire night. Like, I'm I'm talking to this person. Dude, I am doing the stupidest drunk shit that I always do, Jay. Avery I... was addicted to scoop and hammers this weekend. So for listeners that don't know what scoop and hammers is, you'll see in the vlog. And I don't even know if this is a good podcast so far. Avery is, like, scooping ice out of a drink. Throwing it on the floor or assault bang it and just chugging it. You'll see it in the vlog. You're doing that the entire way. So the entire Friday night, Avery and Curtis were in, inseparable. They were just two peas in a pod, just following each other around like lost puppies, just having the time of their life. Okay. Sergio Dip, time of the life. So I get back to the hotel in the morning around like 10 a.m., 9 a.m., I want to say. And yeah. I go and ask, or, or, Curtis and Avery, are, by the way, throughout the night are just sending our Cincinnati group shop pictures of them in a random vehicle. Uh, so Avery, tell the story about what you guys, where did you guys go at two 30 AM? Cause the people show, need to know. Well, two 30 AM. We, 
we cross state lines into Kentucky. <laughs> Try to we I don't remember how we got there. I think we probably <laughs> Ubered. We didn't get in a random car that time. And we go to find a gentleman's establishment because we wanted to like keep drinking. It's like this night, this night isn't over yet. We show up to this gentleman's establishment. And as soon as we get out of the car, lights shut off everywhere. It's just closed like right away. There's two people standing outside. And I shit you not, we talk to them 35, 40 minutes just talking about life. And I don't know how we got to where we got to, but we end up in his car driving back to Ohio. And I was kind of like, I didn't know where we were going. I took, I have videos of the whole thing and not the whole thing, but part of the thing you'll see in the vlog of us crossing the bridge, going back into Ohio again. They were, no, just say what, say what is. They were drug dealers. Avery, Avery, <laughs> Avery entered a was, random drug dealer's vehicle at 2 30 well, we in the we morning. Didn't know, we didn't know that at the time. That, but what else? Who else is hanging out around a strip club at 2 30 a.m. on a fucking Friday night by themselves? So we're just in the car dudes? and he calls one of the strippers and they just have like a normal conversation. And I, I just kind of look at Curtis like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> is going on here <laughs> we end up at the casino and i lost all my money right away i don't know how much i lost it was i don't have a lot of money right now so it wasn't a good amount kind of get there and it gets to like four or five o'clock and we finally get back curtis is winning some money whatever we get back to the hotel we sleep for like two hours and the loudest fire alarm you've heard in your whole entire life rings wakes us up and oh my god i we have video of us waking up to the fire alarm i i don't like remember that much of the fire alarm either but sk- don't get in random people's car if this is a fucking message for you don't do what we did um yeah that's so, always dangerous so unbelievably dumb when i heard this story i i couldn't believe my mind and but we were having a good this- we were having a good chat like we sure so wow. it's like I for a guy I'd known for 30 I don't actually think it was 40 to 30 minutes. I think we talked maybe 10 minutes. I might have been lying. I don't I don't think we were there for that long. We trusted the guy for 10 minutes to drive. That's what exactly. That was happened. and then yeah, so that's the Friday story. So me and Alto start strolling in. Like I showed up at 10, Alto showed up at 11:30. Alto <laughs> was in a random small town in Kentucky. Like just like Alto was in just a random small town in Kentucky went home with someone. And he's setting us a video. He's like, I, I don't know where the fuck I am. <laughs> like, I, I have no idea where I am. But that's besides the fact. So the next day, we are all puddles. All three of us are puddles, or four of us. And we go to Chick-fil-A. And by the way, there's a couple, there was a gate gate 14 listeners there that noticed us and asked us for a picture, by the way. Shout out those guys. I was electric. I threw up that in was... my mouth during the picture. <laughs> and I threw up immediately after the picture. So I had three spicy chicken sandwiches. Right after they took us a picture, I shook their house. I was like, nice to meet you guys. Thanks for support. Ran to the bathroom and immediately puked. All three of my Chick-fil-A sandwiches. Just done. Shmell ya. Uh, Banged up. Banged up. The worst shape ever. But anyways, we go back to the hotel, take a nap. We got BP passes because of Johnny Connections. Shout out Alex Young and the Cincinnati Reds for hooking that up. I get us BP passes. So we have to go to the field early to get ready for BP. We are the most hungover human beings on the planet. At this batting practice, like we are standing in the sun. I'm not a big sweat guy. 
I was drenched in fucking sweat, like sweat stains, where it's just something that I don't do. Like I'm not You're sweating I, I'm not, from your chest. Yes. That's where the sweat was was going. And it was so hot. But anyways, the BP was surreal. It was insane. It was cool to see. It's still crazy to me that we got guys like David Schneider, Swanee, uh, Guillermo, all these guys coming up. Did you say hi to Guillermo on the field? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He said hi to us after. Uh, He's our guy now. He's the best. I will say this. Guillermo is the best. That's why I'm I'm fuck Dave Hudgens now. I don't think uh, I would ever guess. I I would guess that we would be friends with – Snyder, like Coach Snyder versus Guillermo. Like Guillermo might be the last person on earth that I think Gate 14 would have a connection. <laughs> the the to. I will say this the funny, awkward shit though from that BP was was there was people looking at like Jay's players double looking at us, like, are those the guys? Like, are, are those the gate 14 <laughs> are those guys? The fucking idiots. That's probably yeah, what like, they're are those saying. The gate 14 at. guys, like, I saw D- Gossman double took a did a little double take at us, and then like some of the Blue Jays reporters, like BNS and stuff like that, was like, are those the fucking guys? And the coolest part of it was like, we were talking to Schneider, and there's these kids, like, I don't know if they're kids, but there's like, there's these like massive group of fans behind us just screaming gate 14 at us. And I was looking at Schneider, I was like, yeah, we got it like that. We fucking got it. It was the most humble brag shit of all time. But the Saturday, anyways, it's next man up mentality. All right. The Saturday, we get absolutely, we're, we're crushing beers at this game, mangled at this game. A little bit, some of us more than others, AKA Curtis Widener. Uh, we go to Tin Roof and uh, I don't even know who were we really even hanging out with? Was it just us? I, so, I don't... I, so I know this group of gambling guys from New York that I had never met before. And I, they were there both nights and doing a ton of drinks. That's kind of who we were with. And then we, we went out to where you can smoke darts in the patio there and just random people coming up to us there. Uh, that's, that's how night two started just out on the patio again. But- Jared, there was a girl that like Shaq asked there, by the way. Really? Yeah. The tallest girl I've seen in my whole entire, I, <laughs> I, so she comes up and starts asking me for cigarettes. She's like, yeah, okay, you can have you can have some cigarettes, I guess. And she got really mad because I guess she probably played Division three volleyball, and she was like a, exactly a Division three volleyball player, and she she got pretty offended by that. But that's that's a drives the point. Right there, right? Yeah, but cigarettes anyways, and beers are flowing again. We I was shit canned last night. So last night. <laughs> It's like 11.45, and Curtis is the drunkest human being in North America. <laughs> he was, he, it's, he was it's talking like, to some girl beside us. There's, like, kind of a group we're all with. She doesn't – she says her name – I'm ki- not kidding you, Jer – 13 times to Curtis, and he cannot repeat her name. Her name was Kira, and he could not repeat her name once. <laughs> she looks at me, she goes, like, is he Okay. And I was like, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he's good. Like, don't worry. He's good. And then I think within 20 minutes, we see Curtis just walking out of the bar by himself. By himself. No no one beside him. It was just him walking out. So we're like spending. We stayed at that bar till it closed, like 2 a.m. We went to the casino and stuff like that, where the infamous uh, picture he took of me at the slot machine was taken. <laughs> but... We're just like the entire night we're saying, how funny would it be if just Curtis, if we go back to the hotel and just Curtis is there? Like, how funny would that be? So we're just obviously we're we're getting after it. We're getting after it. We get it gets 2 a.m. We go to the casino, yada yada yada. Not much interesting stuff happened there, whatever. Avery does this stupid thing where he just plays one roulette hand 
and puts everything he owns on this one spin and loses it, and then he's just done for the night. Yeah, back-to-back nights it happened first spin. Back-to-back nights it happens. I didn't gamble. It happens. Credit to me for not gambling on that. But anyway, it just – so we get back to the hotel, okay? And I'm like, I don't think Curtis has a key. So we get back in. We open the room door. And if is it not just Curtis Widener, just starfish spread eagle on the couch, and we are crying of laughter, crying of laughter. And so also goes to wake Curtis up, right? He goes to wake Curtis up to like get your like get take your shit off. Mm-hmm. He walks Curtis to the bathroom. Curtis, it's like one of those drunk pisses where you have to you have to sit down when you're taking the piss. Curtis sits down. Not even two seconds later, we hear a massive thump. This motherfucker just eats shit on the tile in the bathroom. So Alto, like a responsible adult, is like walking over like he's his dad and just picks Curtis up. And Kurt, like Curtis starts walking towards his bed, and he is not walking. He's like just limp. And he falls over onto my bed, goes onto Alto's bed with him. And he's wearing his jeans, and Alto is stripping Curtis, like just making like just making sure Curtis has his clothes off before he goes to bed. And Curtis was like, just, I couldn't even really fathom what my, Avery, like he, he just wasn't, like he wasn't a functioning human being. No, it was he, like was, he was a vegetable. He was a vegetable last night. That's a perfect way to describe it. He, his face, when he walked from the bathroom to the bed was the sickest face. He looked like he was going to throw up everywhere the whole time. And <laughs> he, he made it somehow. I don't know. Just so dumb. But let, let me give you a little background on Avery Moneybags. Bought a drink. He had eight charges on his credit card friday night he bought a drink for guillermo martinez all of swanee's buddies all of our buddies all of his all of his gambling buddies avery was fucking bill gates friday night dude. holy fucking yeah and i by far had the least amount of money of people who were there and that that's just the avery chenier like when i get that's drunk. avery chenier being back yeah Johnny. if you don't know avery in in school he used to give drinks to people and then you'd have to take them back because he realizes that he has zero dollars in his account. The person feels bad. Yeah. So I would so. like, I would give away Bud Lights to some buddies and I would just like check my account. I was like, that's my last one of the night. They'd be I'm like, have- aren't you getting one? And you're like, no, I have no money left. And then they'd be like, they'd hand it back. Like that's where Avery was before. Yeah. So and it's I was, good to see that Avery back. Yeah. Throwing the ice, drinking everything, the shots. This vlog's going to be so goddamn funny. It is. I'm surprised that Avery ha- had the ability to film. Like, kudos to him. For- well, we didn't really. Well, film. Curtis was one camera guy. He thought really? Thought. Yeah. Well, okay. That's camera good. guy. Yeah. Well, but, the uh, camera guy went down early on Saturday. Yeah, well, we didn't like really film that okay. much of that part of the night. It like, would have been funny if Johnny had some footage of you in some random house. It would have been. I couldn't have done that. I couldn't have done that. I couldn't out the people. But you know, it was uh, yeah. Obviously, it was cool to see Swanee. Obviously, I was texting. There's a lot he, of gay fourteen I, listeners there too, even at the bar. It was an insane amount of gay fourteen. That's listeners. crazy. I, I I still can't believe it. But yeah, no, it was wild. And uh, shout out Chris Black, by the way, too. We got to see Chris Black, hang out with him for a little bit. Great guy, legend. Shout out CB. But uh, yeah, Swanee was there. It was cool to just talk with him outside of a baseball. Black setting. was at the game. What? Yeah, Chris Black was at the game. Yeah, but it was cool to talk to Swanee outside of the setting, and obviously just have one on one with him. And then David Schneider promised us he'd go to the bar with us if he had a home run on Saturday. Hit a home run on Saturday, and then he was like, "Boys, we're gonna have to do a rain check because oh. we're watching the UFC fight." So 
Uh, he'll come out with us in Toronto, though, he said. So that'll be electric. Shout out, shout out Schneids. But it's just crazy, man. It's crazy life we live. Crazy stuff that we weasel our way into. Getting on the field for batting practice. Like, we got Brandon Belt walking right past us. Jimmy <laughs> Garcia. Uh, absolutely incredible. Dave Hudgens was right there, which was funny because he was just having a meltdown on Twitter. Yeah. I didn't like BP because there were so many autograph seekers there. Yes, that's and... the only shitty thing about it, man. Just yeah, like it's, or what? Like it's fine with all the all the little kids, obviously. Um, but then so, yeah, some of the other, like I guess I had a guy bag full of baseball cards of just every player that he had and just trying to sign that. You know, you know he's gonna try and sell it on eBay after. Yeah. But anyways, great weekend. I can't wait for the vlog to come out. And honestly, it'll help me maybe remember a little bit more of it. Great American <laughs> Ballpark is absolutely dynamite. What a stadium, what a field absolutely incredible uh they I, made like your I, hands clap a lot though they yeah they 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 do a decent amount of music in between stuff but it's not as loud as the roger center the roger center one is fucking crazy absolutely crazy mm-hmm. uh they also but, they also did it a lot when it was three two counts two two counts when the game was close when the jays were up like four nothing i guess that only happened for an inning or three Three nothing. It was pretty quiet for the start of the games, and then at the bigger parts of the games, they started to do a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So great trip. I don't know if that recap was good enough. We're just banged up. I mean, I slept seven hours this weekend, concluding Thursday. So credit to this is my flu game right here, folks. This is my fucking flu game. I'm grinding through this. Yeah. But so I will say this. Be, what were you gonna say? I said you'll be able to see some of the stories through the vlog. There's some untapped things that we haven't talked about that you guys will still get to see. So yeah, so stay make tuned sure for you that still vlog. tune into that. But I will I'm say this though: shout out Curtis, shout out Alto. What a crew! What a bunch of fucking legends that was. <laughs> Just we got out. I mean that those guys can get after. I do it with them every single weekend. But yeah, that was the drunkest I've. I mean that Friday night. I don't remember that much of it, but it was sick. That's what I remember. But uh, anyway, let's go into the baseball stuff, man. The roller coaster continues, Avery. The roller coaster absolutely continues. We were at the game on Friday, like I mentioned. Jose Barrios has a no-hitter through five. Jays don't score a run. Everyone's saying gate 14 curse, gate 14 this, gate 14 that. I will say this, rightfully so. Obviously, they didn't score a run for 18 innings uh, when we were in the U.S. They have they had three hits in that time span, so I do understand that. But I will give my, I will give my credit. I will give my flowers. Jose Barrios is incredible man he is absolutely incredible this team you could justify any single guy starting in a playoff game for this team every single guy ryu barrios kikuchi bassett anyone what a what a start what a nut grabbing start from jose barrios friday man i can't believe they lost that that's gonna haunt me forever Uh, yeah how do they not score runs off brett kennedy that's that's the blue jays effect that's the blue jays difference it just, it was terrible. Absolutely fucking terrible. And I know everyone's blaming Jordan Hicks, all this type of stuff. He threw one bad pitch. He shouldn't have even been in that situation. You score zero runs. It is it is the most on-the-offense thing on the planet. They didn't even have any competitiveness, any serious at-bats. I mean, they had three hits. They went three for 30 this game. Your bullpen gives you, or your pitching staff gives you nine innings one run and you lose that was the most frustrating game i've watched them i I keep saying this every series but fuck that was frustrating man absolutely frustrating yeah that 
this is the one thing we like to complain about. We don't swing the bats or throw the pitches like when they do shitty and we're there. Just a coincidence. It's got to be. It can't be our fault anymore. I agree. Uh, can't possibly be our fault. That sucked to watch live. And like Brios's control wasn't great. That was a lot more walks then. Yes. Yeah, control. four walks. Four walks. Probably would like to have. Pitch count was up early as well, too, from him. But all in all, man, it is a pleasure watching this pitching staff every time and to be let down by the offense constantly because you think the offense should be better. Every game you go into it, and then you get days like today. The days like today are few and far between, it seems like, but it gives you reason to think that the team can do it all the time. So sucked being there. People just screaming in our faces after uh, the walk-off home run happened as well. That's It's just ball, sadly. You hate to see it, but... It's like, I mean, fuck. Brandon Belt hit, Whit Merrifield hit, Varsho hit, nothing else. No one else. I mean, seven strikeouts, which is not crazy. But in retrospect, in reality, you knew that this real lineup was going to be coming out on Saturday. The actual lineup where you got the reinforcements with with Bichette coming and all that type of stuff. And I will say that up to that certain point of that Cincinnati Reds game, like after game one, the Jays did a good job of keeping their head above water until their best hitter. And all their bullpen pieces got back, right? Like Richard, Romano, all those guys. Bobachet came back. Kevin Kiermaier came back. Chapman, I'll, I'll, I'll give my thoughts on Chapman today uh, when we recap the third game. But they kept their head above water and they did what they had to do. Obviously, it sucks seeing the Mariners fucking just never lose ever again. But uh, I will say, man, I mean, they did what they had to do during that time span without Bobachet. That's that's the positive Johnny spin zone way to look at it, right, Dave? Yep. Yeah, we'll give it that. And Genesis Cabrera comes in the game, obviously a high leverage situation. Uh, Brios walks two guys, and he just gets a, a, a just a weak ass contact out. Just and then Jimmy Car- Jimmy Garcia, Eric Swanee, all these guys, man, just this bullpen's rounding out. And we are taught we talked about this in the car today, Avery. It's like Chad Green getting here is going to be insane. It sucks. Bowden Francis is going to have to probably get sent down because he's been really good for this team as well. But it's Chad Green. This is going to be incredible. And I saw EJ tweet this today. Shout out EJ. This is one of the best pitching staffs the Toronto Blue Jays has ever had. And we have the potential to let it all go to waste because the the hitters are hitting like children out there, like hitting like low A baseball players. I'm trying to be positive with that, but it's a great point. This is the best pitching staff we have ever had, maybe in a long, long time, probably 10 years. I would say it's better than 2016, 2015 as well. Like, and we might have this go to waste because we can't fucking hit. And that Friday game was a clear cut example of it, Avery. Yeah. And what is it? We'd have the third best record in the NL and we're out of a playoff spot in the AL. Yes. Doesn't seem fair. Life's not fair, whatever. But that game, that Friday game is. What's the word I'm looking for? Can't can't happen like you cannot be okay with that happening ever so uh inexcusable effort i'd say on friday and i think obviously they're not trying to get fucking no hits put up three jordan hicks like we won't let him off completely pretty bad pitch middle middle obviously as a reliever your job is to get zeros and that didn't happen but then he follows it up with one of his better appearances of the season the next night which is i kind of like the spot they use him in the next night it's like okay either you're going to figure this out and we're going to forget about last night and 
we're going to be good again and get moving forward, or this is going to start a downward spiral. I do up. like throwing him in the mix like that. I do enjoy just like, don't even, don't even give him time to think about it. He threw one bad pitch. It was like the fifth pitch, I think, of his appearance or whatever. I can tell and they, you. And they seventh. threw him seventh pitch, right? Yeah. You're going to go out there the next day in a high leverage spot because we're going to trust you again. That's 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 a good good managing decision, good bullpen management by John Schneider there. I'll, I will tip my cap at that. But let's go into the Saturday game, man. This lineup gives me joy again on Saturday in the top of the fourth. I believe, Avery, if I remember this correctly, all of the runs they scored in this inning was with two outs, right? In the fourth inning? Let me search that. I, I think that... Yes, yes. Two outs. Yeah, because I know Kevin they stopped. Vigio the... single, Espinal walk, Varsho single, Merrifield single, Bichette single. Yes. Two outs, two out rally, something that we haven't seen in a while. And I'll be honest with you, man, I kind of have my joy back watching this, especially live, because at this point, this was 21 innings. The Gate 14 boys have been in America with no runs. So my palms are starting to sweat a little bit there. I thought it was I thought it was over too. But then you go out and then Kevin Biggio, kind of from where we were sitting, the was it the Ellie Dela Cruz ball off the yes. wall? I thought I think Varsho or Springer catch that ball probably. Obviously, like Kiermeyer makes a play on that. And just kind of a fuck up thing spiral out of control. And it's home run, then Ellie Dela Cruz, the two run inside the park thing. Obviously, that wasn't triple air. But we've kind of been some bad defensive plays a couple days in a row, which have been disappointing. Uh, but it was awesome to see some runs scored. And then a guy you don't play for a million straight games comes in and gets the game-winning home run the next inning. That was surreal. And especially, obviously, now, Avery, because you you got the chance to meet him on a personal level. And you know he's a follower of ours and, like, a listener, and he knows our stuff because he was like, Avery, you missed your hockey game, and you missed our interview. You did double. You, you fucked up on both. I didn't even tell him that. Yeah. But – uh it's awesome. He's a great guy. And uh, seeing him do that in the fifth inning, and this is what I'm talking about, about just being able to, like, you get knocked down, you're supposed to get back up, you get punched, you punch back. Jays give up a th- an embarrassing three spot in the bottom of the fourth, and an unlikely hero, a guy who's been struggling a little bit, obviously, I think he had two strikeouts at this point, 0 for 2 with two strikeouts, pulls a, a home run to give you the lead back, and it ends up being the one that wins you the game because your bullpen, again, goes four innings, lights out, Sorry, five innings lights out right after that. It's uh, It was a sweaty game. I will say this, though. I will say this. But there's a couple guys in that lineup, like Dalton Varsho, who Avery. Varsho's really starting to figure it out, man. Get the splits out, man. I think they're going to be okay. You think so? Yeah. You think they won't be an insult stat? Let me search this up. Let me see this. Dalton Varsho is hitting very good, Avery. All right. Dalton Varsho was last 15 games hitting 311, 392 on base, 622 slugging. His last seven games, eight for 22, 364 average, 481 OBP, and a 773 slugging. We're starting to see the guy that we were promised, right? We're starting to see the guy that we were promised that we traded for. He looks I think great. this might be over delivering for what we were promised. Yes, he looks awesome, man. He does. He's great. And like I said, he's I mean, he's leading baseball in defensive run saved in the outfield. So this is a guy that's this is like icing on the cake if he's producing like this offensively. So he looks great. Uh two for three. Obviously, really competitive, really good at bats that spiraled. And Calvin Biggio and Espinal were the rally starters there, obviously, that led into that big rally that they had in the fourth inning. But um bullpen comes in 
and absolutely shoves. I mean, you got Trevor Richards, Silver Fox, got a little shaky there, gives up back-to-back hits, then gets out of it. Uh, sorry, he didn't get out of it. Mesa got, got out. out of it. Tim Mesa got out of it. Uh, Tim Mesa continues to dominate, but the performance that will will make me shiver, will make me just stand back and be like, holy shit, that Jordan Hicks appearance Saturday night was absolutely fucking insane. That sequence that MLB.com tweeted um, that he threw to Ellie De La Cruz, 103, 103, 102, 101, all on the black, was fucking insane. Insane. Yeah, you, you see videos like that, and you think, how in the world do people hit baseballs? But then he gives up a moon bomb the night before, and I think that just might be where we're at with the Jordan Hicks experiences. It's either fantastic or or you're kind of disappointed in how it goes because you know he's so talented. But when you see an outing like that, that's a tip your cap. That's fucking incredible to see, man. What, what an eighth. And... Romano comes back from the Oh, IL. my God. I thought for sure they were getting walked off. Uh, if they would have did that, I the gate for our mention, I would have to delete my Twitter. Uh, so Romano comes in, walk, single, and you, next thing you know, it's first and second, and it is one out. Or no outs, sorry. One out. No no outs. No yeah, outs. No outs because then they get an out, and then as soon as there's one out, they double steal. Yes. Double steal, second, third, the game-winning run at second. The game-winning run at second. With one out, Romano goes punch out on Henry Ramos, Stuart Fairchild ground out to third, and they win, and this, the relief was absolutely insane. I, I genuinely thought Romano was going to blow that, and honestly, he was letting it fly. I think his velo was up to 98-99 again, but fuck, it's never easy with this team, boys. Never easy. No, you don't want you don't want it to be easy. But I saw someone tweet today that he's got a very good um, save percentage. Jordan Romano does, so I'll I'll look into that as well. I think everyone kind of hates their closer a little bit because it sucks Fair. when they blow the game. I I say this a lot. No one's totally comfortable with their closer till it's till it's over. So happy that he got it done. It was a classic Jordan Romano. The the outing doesn't start until there's a runner in scoring position that could blow the game, and that's when he becomes his best. For sure, for sure. But the, honestly, great win still. Uh, thank God they pulled that off because I would have been severely depressed. They would have lost for multiple ways than one. Um, would have ruined your night out. It would have ruined my night out, but I ended uh, up making it. would have made our night. We, no, because the, the Friday they lost in depressing fashion, and we had a It's great. almost like punishing yourself. Yeah, no, that's call. exactly what had to happen, yeah. 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 So anyway, so anyways, going to the Sunday's game. We were driving home, so we got to listen to it on the radio. Shout out Blake Murphy, by the way. Absolutely killed it today on the radio. Great guy. Our guy. And, and uh, Ben Shulman did it too. I... Ben Shulman, great job. Obviously, yeah, I, I thought... I, him being 22 years old is fucking crazy. He has a deeper voice than like my uncle. <laughs> like he is old. Like he has a, he's an old soul, Ben Shulman. And he he's yeah, I'd agree with that. He sounds very intelligent too. I I had a good time listening to it on the radio. It's nice to go back and listen to it that way. I yeah. feel like if I listen to it on the right, because they they just constantly give you great stats to fill the time. Mm-hmm. And so I show it to those guys, show it to the people again who feed them stats as well, because they work hard and they have a lot of them. It's good, good way to listen to the game if you can't watch it. But anyways, today's game. I mean, what more can we say? 
Brandon the belt, Brandon the cock belt. And I'll say this, a massive, massive factor of this team's success the last two games was having Boba in this lineup. This guy's at-bats are incredible. He is just every single game, he just increases his value with this contract talk that he's going to be getting. He is going to get – Avery, what do you think Boba gets? Just talking this <laughs> about you. I was with you in the car. 350? It'd have to be. I mean, he is – the one of he besides not named Corey Seager, he might be the best shortstop on the planet. Besides besides Corey Seager, yeah, I think you look to a Corey Seager contract is like one of the best ones to look at. I'm not, I say this a lot. I'm not a good contract guy, so I don't want to put my name on a number because I don't really know where it's at. I always forget, but I think Corey Seager is a good comp as to where the the talk should at least start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gonna get with Seager. He's gonna he's gonna want. Uh, what Seager, but he's going to be getting that contract way earlier, I believe, than when Seager got his. Yeah, it's also it's like factor in for Bo is Seager got that contract in Texas, <laughs> makes a big difference in getting your contract. Yeah, in he Toronto. was ten years, three hundred and twenty-five million. Yeah, there's no, there's no way Bo gets less than that. I don't think. Oh, I think oh, he's Seager, get more than that. yeah, Seager is mm-hmm. kind of young. I think they might be close to the same. I mean, Seager, when he got that contract, I could be wrong, but I, I'm almost certain that like he didn't have the greatest year going into that. Like he was, he was, he had a couple of really good seasons. Then he kind of had a down year, um, and then he was injured. So like it was, I mean, Carlos Correa. No, you're th- you're thinking last year was his down. Okay, year. last year, yeah. Um, Carlos he Correa, was he was hard. given was it two fifty or three fifty something like that, like absurd money, uh, where that that deal ended up not going through but i mean the money for short stops are out there and he's gonna get i mean i think he's though like i think the jays are just gonna open the they're just gonna give him a blank check pretty much yeah you know like you know he's a franchise player i hope they do but yeah i mean he's the main part of it obviously Like, like let's look what he did today a little two for five day today but the man that stole the show Brandon motherfucking belt two for five, two home runs, <laughs> one of them exit velocity, 88 miles an hour, which I don't understand how that happens. How you hit home run eight, 88 mile an hour exit below. Take, take that savant nerds, but uh, just an insane day. And then Jano, obviously two for five as well. Um, I love Brandon belt. I, I can't get over how much I love this guy. He has he has the he is the only guy on the team. It's him and Boba leading the team in slugging and OPS. Those two. Those are the two best hitters on the team, whether you like it, I like it or not. It is very funny to look at his like percentile ranking stat cast wise, because he doesn't hit the ball very hard often. Like an average exit velocity here, 88.7, but it's how it is all the time. He's in the bottom three percent of baseball expected batting average he's in the bottom two percent of the league in strikeout percentage but he's in the top three percent in walk rate um he has an opiate or sorry a way to runs created plus that's very good as well he is a very interesting player to look at the like on the surface numbers and the uh under the surface numbers he is Brandon Bell is something else. Like, I don't know how to explain him, but when you go hit two home runs like that, we walked by him, by the way. That guy's a fucking brick shithouse. I cannot believe how tall he was. Insane. Like, and he's yoked. Like, he is a, he is yoked. 
Like, I wanted to say to him, like, you know, we're the guys that make the, the cock jokes about you, but I don't want to, we're on a fucking, we're a BP pass, so I don't want to be those guys. But just insane, man. I, I He is, what a game from him today. And we were obviously listening to it on the radio in the car, but ours was delayed. So I would just scroll through Twitter and it would just, it, the timeline would explode. And I look at Avery and Alto, because Curtis was sleeping, obviously, still 40, 14 hours of the sleep. And I would say to Avery, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. And Avery would be like, what? He'd be like, he fucking did it again. It, the the cock launched again. So what a pickup by Ross Atkins. He's not going to get credit for it, but he's having one of the most underrated years. I mean, 372 on base percentage is nothing to shake a stick at. That is absolutely fucking insane. By uh, how Bucks. awesome was it to we didn't we eventually saw it, but hit home runs, man. It felt it's like Springer launching too, which felt really good. Obviously, a guy that's been kind of fig- really figuring it out as of late. Um. It feels awesome to hit home runs, and the Jays hit five of them today. Five off of a guy that throws really hard, a good pitcher in my opinion still. Bo Bichette, Kevin Kiermaier. The Kevin Kiermaier one was absolutely launched. That home run fucking rocked. Bo Bichette hitting opposite field home runs. This offense goes wherever Bo Bichette goes at the end of the day. That's just what it, what it will be, what it always will be. He's the best hitter on this team, not named Brandon Belt. The Cox, the best hitter in my mind. But um, absolutely incredible stuff from Bo Bichette today. And another guy that stole the show is the Korean King. I mean, I, I there's not much more to say. We had people who were down d- downplaying. Oh my God, he's throwing 88 DFAM, DFAM. What did we say on this podcast, Avery? I know we fuck around a lot. We couldn't have been more right about this guy. We said, this is what he's done his entire career. He throws slop, okay? He throws slop and he locates it well. And we saw that today, man. Five innings, seven strikeouts. The most strikeouts he's gotten in a big league game since 2021. 2021. It's hilarious. He had eight swings and misses, and he had seven strikeouts. Obviously, you can take them. They don't count towards swings and misses. But the fact that he doesn't get a ton of swing and miss because of his stuff, but you can still be that successful, is, again, he's done it forever. He knows how to pitch that way. He wasn't a guy who was 98. Now your arm's all fucked up. You're 92. You got to learn how to pitch a different way. He's been that way forever. And it's awesome to see because, like I say every time, people love Hunjin Ryu, the team loves him. Uh, awesome to see him back as a guy who helped change this culture a little bit here. Yes. So shout out to him. And then the next guy that comes in the pitch, we got to talk about this as well. Anything is possible, man. This guy is on a run with the Toronto Blue Jays and Ross Atkins with a generational fleecing. Hennessy Cabrera has thrown 13 innings, 13.1 innings for the Blue Jays, 11 strikeouts, Zero earned runs, 0.53 whip. This dude was traded because he was DFA'd, and the Jays had to just say, here, here's an 18-year-old catcher in the Florida Complex League for him. This guy could not be nastier. And you got to give – who are you going to credit to in this, Avery? Pete Walker? Like, Pete Walker has to play a part in this because he's looking way better. He's not as wild as he was with the Cardinals. Like, like he's more in the zone, and he's locating his pitches really well. So – Anything is possible, man. No, I'm, I'm just going to give a double fuck you to the Cardinals pitching people because they suck at their jobs. They suck. <laughs> they suck at their jobs. They job. suck. P. Walker, terrible. I would like to give P. Walker a lot of credit for a lot of things, including this weekend. So, uh, sure, Pistol Pete, this one, this one's for you. Chalk it up to Pistol Pete, but zero runs with the Blue Jays, man. 13 innings, zero runs with the Blue Jays in relief. That is... 
it is unbelievable. Nice to, it's nice to have a second lefty because mm-hmm. in a spot where you think Mesa comes in every time, we're kind of surprised when any comes in. Uh, but we just shouldn't be. He fucking rocks. It was a gift yep. from God. Yep. And where are we at, boys? With uh, let's talk about the bad today. Obviously, where are we at with Matt Chapman? Uh, he is the most make believe four war player on the fucking planet. <laughs> on the planet, his if you look at his stats, and Avery, what what website can you pull this up on for the people? His high leverage stats. Oh, that's a Fangraph stat. Matt Chapman high leverage stats. I believe he's he is hitting the worst in the league. Okay, here we go. Thomas Hall on Twitter tweeted this uh, a couple weeks ago, but this this still um in high leverage situations amongst 179 qualified MLB hitters. This this status from 2 weeks ago, whatever, I'll still bring it up. He out of 179 qualified hitters in high leverage, Matt Chapman is ranked 171st in average, 173rd in slugging, 151st in weighted runs created plus, and 46th in strikeout percentage. So he is legitimately one of the worst hitters in baseball in high leverage runners on absurd. I don't know where, where I'm at with him. Cause like the numbers are, <laughs> they're so odd because if you take out his April, obviously you can't take out a month where he hits five home runs, drives in 20 and he gets 35 hits in a month, but no other month is even close like every other month, he has 13 or less. Um, sorry. So he had 35 hits in April. The next highest month was 22 hits. And then it goes 22 hits, 18 hits, 20 hits, um, and then 10 hits this month. He's hitting 175 this month. We go for those average guys. Or let's just go OPS-wise because it's kind of easier to understand. An 1150 OPS in that April. 585 the next month. Jesus Christ. So you just slash that shit right in half. 633 the month after. Uh 908. Uh 908 in July. Uh, but he was the least amount of at bats. And then 493 right now so far this this month. Like uh, I, I think a, if you're Ross Atkins, you're fine with letting him walk. I mean, I know he's great defensively, he makes really good plays, but this dude is such a liability at the plate, Avery. Like, such a liability at the plate right now. He can't hit elevated fucking fastball. He, I, YJ's actually said a funny tweet the other day. He's like, those were nasty three middle-middle fastballs that he just threw to Matt Chapman that bats because he just swings through the middle-middle fastballs. Like, I don't know. It just, it just. I, he feels more he, like he's the other month's player right now than that first month. But how, how can you diminish what he did in that one month because that was one of the better hitters we'd seen all season fuck i'm i'm confused i i feel like he can figure it out at some point the defense is so premium that i'm not even mad having him there but what we drop him down a little bit today yeah feels like that's probably a better spot to have him in yeah i'm just in the let the kids play Aurelvis is a third baseman i believe right um addison barger could probably play over there like just Give the kids a shot because I know defensively they won't be able on the same stratosphere, but this team needs offense, and he's not providing anything even in the same hemisphere as what they need. So, yeah, but great series, though, man. Honestly, I know it sucks because the, the Seattle Mariners are never losing. 
they're just they're the best team to ever like play baseball now, I guess. I don't know what's going on yeah. with this team. But um the Jays took care of business there. And now we're on to Camden Yards, man. The house of horrors, it feels like for me. Um, the Jays never seem to win there. This week might be hell. It might be hell. But then we got a tough part. We got an easy part of the schedule coming up here, though, Abe. Right? Yep. Because yep. they got the Guardians after the Orioles. Then they got, like, easy teams. So a lot below 500 teams coming up here. Um, but great series. 2-1. It's always good to win a series on the road. Uh, yeah, they got the Nationals after the Guardians. The Nationals are kind of good, actually, by the way. But uh, so let's let's go into uh, listener questions here, and then we'll uh, do a series preview for the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Um, people want to know the funniest untold Jr. story before he went big time in LA. Um, I don't know if we have anything that we can tell here. There's been Jr. and I go go back. There's been some. Um, there's been some good ones. Uh, so we'll go here. I know uh, when rosters expand, Jay Jackson, Alec Manoa will be back. Um, who else would be called out? Horwitz, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Horwitz, mm-hmm. maybe Ernie yeah, Clement. He's got. He's got to be called out. Yeah, maybe Ernie Clement. Uh. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. Shout out to the Buffalo guys, though. I mean, when's the last time we've like in the last couple of years where we seriously have talked about like actually having players down in buffalo that are mlb caliber it feels like it's been a little bit it's been yeah. since that 2016 year but it shout out to those guys i'm excited for those rosters to expand to kind of see those guys up with the team will be exciting yep exactly mm-hmm. yeah what would, be, what would be weirder kirk with biggio's body or biggio with kirk's body that's a really good question <laughs> biggio with kirk's body Actually, I, fuck uh, though. Kevin's got a really skinny fit. It would just be weird either way, to be honest. I think Biggio's brain, Kirk's body would be weirder. Yes, I'm gonna have to agree with Avery. I I'm trying to picture. I'm trying to picture Biggio with Kirk's body, and I don't want to look at that. I don't want. I don't want to see it. It's it, it's 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 greasy. It's disgusting. Freaky, freaky Friday. Yeah. I love that. That was a great question. That was a good question. Um, so I want to know if there's a chance we get a gate 14 charity auction. Simple things like merch, sign merch, FaceTime. We could, collab- we could maybe collab with a uh, play around one day golf. down the line with an, with someone from the Jays to do a charity auction. I think yeah, we, definitely- we would have to have someone else figure that out for us, but we would, I'd be, yeah. Logistically, with the yeah. money, probably not the best. Like idea. I think some stuff would us. be like a a Blue Jays game with the Gate Fourteen guys. Uh, maybe you get to kiss Alto, <laughs> <laughs> stuff along those lines. But yeah, I definitely. But we'll do, do something for charity for sure. There's, I I like charity. I don't know about you guys, Johnny. Do you like charity? Yeah, I mean, you did say earlier that you were pro uh, earthquakes, so I don't know where you're at with uh, the. I was pro earthquakes as long as they didn't like kill anyone or sure. do damage. Okay. Okay, awesome. What types of fan to... interactions did we have in Cincinnati? Kind of broke it all down. A lot of guys at the park. Um, cool when they were yelling at Johnny onto the field as well. And then uh, there was a bunch of gay 14 guys. I think one of them was from Acton, Jer. And his girlfriend went to like our high school. Mm-hmm. And I remember them the other night, too. What do you, What about the fan interactions from you, Johnny? 
No, it was awesome. Uh, we got like the craziest thing is there's like those, these Jays fans from America that were like that met up with us and were just saying what's up to us. And uh, that'll never not be weird. Like they're like, hey, man, I'm from Cleveland, but I'm just a massive fan of the Jays and a massive fan of you guys. So I was hoping I would see you guys here and they'll DM us and ask us what section we're in and they'd come up and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it was awesome. There's a lot of good gay for the team listeners there. And uh, it's just great. Like I said, it'll never not be weird. It's fucking so weird that people care that much about us, but we do appreciate it. And uh, it means we're doing something right. So I appreciate everyone that we met down there and people that we we're going to meet in the future and that come up to us at games and just DM us all the time or uh, want stuff from us and just want to take a picture with us. So, we do appreciate you guys. And at the Chris Stapleton concert, people were coming up to me and uh, making me do like cameos for their friends. So <laughs> if you're, if your name is Will, I apologize because your buddies made me make multiple videos saying, fuck you, Will. Uh, so I apologize for that. Fuck fucking Will, man. Okay. Um, Zach Wynn, happy birthday. He said, today is my 21st birthday. Shameless plug for BDA shout out. There it is. Happy birthday, Zach. Happy birthday, I want Zach. to know if there's a possibility of Gate 14 at Target Field for the wild card. If the Jays make it there, of I course. feel like we got we got to do a stream. Like we got to we got to. It'd gotta be tough because I'm pretty sure the wild card series would be like dead during the week. It's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So maybe, fuck, that's tough. I feel um, like the I, the stream would be better, man. Yeah, but stream and then potential live for that weekend. Yeah. Win that series and then go travel, you know? Yeah, that could work. We'll figure something mm-hmm. out. Yeah. I I, I just think the, the streams are the best because it makes people who aren't able to go to Target Field kind of watch the game with us and mm-hmm. make it feel like a playoff setting. So um, I do think it makes more sense to do a stream, obviously. Can we do a Blue Jays dad interview? No. Next you're, question. You're back out on him. You're back yeah, out? I just... I'm not back out. He's harmless or whatever. Just I, I just I, I can't. I, he's either the greatest troll on the planet or he's dumber than I am. I, I can't. I can't get a grasp on it. I don't know where I'm at with it. And then Rocco wants to know who swung the biggest stick this weekend. Brandon. Brandon. I mean, it was either Brandon sh- Bell or Curtis Widener. Yeah, Curtis Widener <laughs> putting on a clinic this weekend. Uh, but I yeah, have Brandon Bell for sure. All right, that's all we got. So let's go Orioles. Orioles series recap. Re- Holy fuck! Speak much. Orioles series recap. Why are we Tuesday, recapping it, man? Or sorry, review. What? What? Prediction. Preview. Prediction. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tuesday we got a rematch. Yusei Kikuchi versus Grayson Rodriguez. That's going to be fireworks. I'm actually excited to watch that. Wednesday another rematch. Kevin Gossman versus Jack Flaherty. That's going to be an awesome game. Wow. And then Thursday, I believe it would be Barrios. Correct. Yeah. Barrios on Thursday. Um, this is a this is a sweaty series because this Orioles team is insane, man. Uh, Gunnar Henderson is just the best player ever. It could have hit for the cycle today, but stretched it out into a double because he said "fuck it," even though we're up ten. Stop, Potter. Um, I'm gonna say they win the series two one. I'm not that confident in it, but Kikuchi is pitching so goddamn good. I know the Orioles hit lefties well, but he carved against them last time he pitched. I'm going to say they win the series 2-1, but it's going to be a dogfight. There's going to be one game that's going to be a comeback win. Uh, the other one's going to be maybe like a, a a game that they just win from start to finish because Gossman carves or Barrios carves or anything along those lines. But I'm going to say 2-1 series win. I don't know. That's – I don't know. I like that. I mean, I, I pray to God that it's a 2-1. I, I'm going in not confident, but 
two one would be. Maybe the offense spot. figured it out, at, uh, Jr. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I got hope. I got hope. Maybe they figured it out. Uh, one and two, but that, but probably get swept. If we're being honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see, man. I. I'm excited. Any anything about division matchups, like especially against good mm-hmm. teams during a playoff push, is something that I love. So, um, enjoy it. We'll be on. I'll be streaming all three of those games. Uh, I don't know if Avery will join joining me. I don't know if he has hockey or stuff like that, but I will be streaming it. So, let's have ourselves a week. Enjoy the off day tomorrow. Win the off day tomorrow. By the way, another off day is just like, what are we doing here, Robbie Manford? Let the boys play. Let's get in a rhythm here. Mm-hmm. Um, let's win the off day tomorrow. Have a day Tuesday podcast dropping Thursday night after the game. Uh, And then we're back at the Rogers Center with a soft spot of the schedule. So let's enjoy the week, everyone. Another week down. Uh, Big week. Big week. Let's gain some ground here on our AL East opponents. Let's make this AL East record a little bit better here. If the Jays sweep, never mind. I was going to say, okay. If if the Jays sweep, I'll be be buying another listener a Brandon Belt jersey. I'll, I'll buy a listener nice. Brian and Belcher to the J Suite. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Uh, so, Gate 14 forever. What a weekend. Hopefully, this podcast wasn't insufferable for you guys, but I thought we were doing, we did a great job. I am, I'm running on seven hours sleep. Uh, love you guys. Let's start the week off right. We will see you guys Tuesday on stream, Gate 14 forever, and make sure you buy your tickets to the Barnett.